he was. <clears throat> Jason made me put this on, by the way. I, this wasn't my... of God 
and I didn't have enough time to go through everything and like obviously there's a lot in this um, but could someone read it out for me as we go through it is that okay thanks <laughs> yeah. oh have you got it on your phone nice do you want the yeah Finally, be strong in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Yeah, uh, keep going, keep going. Stand for them with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador mm. in chains. Nice. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Nice. Thanks, Mom. Um, so, a long time ago, I was speaking to a guy who I know, and he was basically saying that every morning he wakes up and he puts on the armour of God. And I doubt it looked like exactly like that. But the way he was describing it was that he would pray and say, God, I put on the helmet. God, I put on the breastplate. God, I don't do all these things. right." Um, and when he told me, I was like, I just thought there's got to be so much more to it than that, surely. Um, and I've never properly stopped and actually looked into it um, until now, until pre like prepping for this. Um, and as you, as you go through each of those things, each of those pieces of armor, you've got the belt that holds everything together, and that's the, the belt of truth, right? Um, and then you've got the helmet of salvation, and you've got the boots of the readiness of the gospel. Um, looking into it, like properly having a look and seeing what each of those things mean and what they represent, um, it became like really obvious to me that it doesn't putting on that armor doesn't look like just saying I put on the armor. I think I was talking to Kate yesterday and it was like someone saying I am good but not necessarily like actually being a good person do you know what I mean um, or I I don't know I'm trying to think of examples it's just like it's saying saying there are certain things as Christians that we can say out and speak out and say I believe that this to, this to be true but I think in this case putting in the armour actually looks a more like a lot more like reminding ourselves of things like um, with the, the uh, belt of belt of truth, that looks a more a lot more like 
getting to know the truth and reading the truth and knowing Jesus and all of these different things. Um, but for some reason, God wanted me, I think, I felt, to focus this morning on righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, and so I started looking things up. I started searching on Google and I searched up a bunch of um, scripture as well. The first thing that came up was the, the, someone made a quote and it was, words are no defense against accusations, but a righteous life is. Um, then I started yeah, looking at scriptures and uh, in James 1, 19 to 25, should be on there. Uh, my dear brothers and sisters, take note, note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so defeat, deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever in looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Um, and then in Romans 9, 30-32... Um, what then shall we say? That the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it, and uh, sorry, a righteousness that is by faith. But the people of Israel who pursued the law as the way of righteousness have not attained their goal. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith, but as if it was by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. Um, just on the back of that. When I got my job as a youth worker, um, I had no training in being a youth worker whatsoever. My boss came to me. I was working in a, um, I was working in a sort of fancy little cafe in Hereford as a chef, just making food and getting really stressed because my boss was really me like absolutely mental. And he came in and kind of, it wasn't my dad. It, no, that, not the same cafe. Not the same cafe. Um, and. Um, he, he came in and he would come in quite often because he loved the place and um, I would obviously be make, making him such good food that he wanted to come back and we ended up like making friends a little bit and he one day just came in and just said to me like how do you feel about being a youth worker because um, apparently someone had sort of recommended to him um, Levi's done it before at church blah 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 and, and I immediately was like no chance absolutely not I've, I've never been trained none of that kind of stuff and he was like, that doesn't matter, um, but that's okay if you don't want to be, right? So then two weeks go by, I think, and in those two weeks, I have the most stressful two weeks at work, and my boss is getting worse and worse and worse, and more and more, just piling it on me and just making me feel awful. And he comes in again, and I think he mentions it again. He's like, have you thought about it? Because I, you know, it'd be really good. And I was like, yeah, screw it, let's do it. Next day, I went down just to go and see what the place was like. And he was just showing me like the pool table, like the food upstairs and how chilled out and relaxed it was. The absolute opposite of what I was doing now. And he was saying to me that he was gonna pay me more than I was getting now. So I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna have to happen. So I quit and I joined the, I joined the job. 
So I, I, had, I hadn't had any experience. No, sorry, I had very little experience and not a single bit of training. Um, and for my first year, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was basically shadowing everyone else, um, trying to understand how the place worked and how I, what my role was and how I fit in. Um, so in my mind, I wasn't really doing youth work at all. I was just literally getting paid to play pool. And I kind of still do, I suppose. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so sometimes now I still feel quite out of my depth because I still don't really have much training. Um, but, like, I, am, I was just as much a youth worker in my first day as I am now because my boss hired me as a youth worker. Just because I might be better at it now doesn't mean that I wasn't a youth worker before and now I am. The moment he hired me, I became a youth worker and then it was my responsibility to then step into that role and become a youth worker, right? So Jesus, in the same way as my boss chose me, Jesus chose us not because we are righteous, not because we have been righteous and not because we've chosen to um, live a perfect life because we can't. He chooses us for righteousness. He hires us for the job of living a righteous life. And it's our job to step into that role, right? We haven't earned it. We, yeah, you get the point. Um, but I noticed, at this point, I noticed, before, before, can we go back to, I think it's like, in this scripture where it starts talking about the actual armour. There's a moment, basically, where it says, stand firm, right? Might be just before. There it is. Stand firm. Stand your ground and stand firm, right? And I just felt like that was, that was jumping out to me like quite a lot when I was reading. Um, so I put in the word stand to my Bible app and did a big search. And I found a, another bunch of verses. The first one that came up was Luke 21, 19. Jace, you got it. Uh, Luke 21, 19. Stand firm and you will win life. I've never heard. How sick is that? You're just going to win. Stand firm. Um, then the next one is Psalms, Psalm 1, 1 to 6. Um, hang on. Yeah. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Uh, Romans 14, 4. Yeah. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. That one... That, I think it was that one, reminded me of um, Aldrius when Aldrius came. He was a homeless man who joined the church, gave his life, and 
all the while he was just like constantly saying to me I want to stand up he was homeless he was an alcoholic he was really struggling he'd lost access to his kids and he'd been divorced and he kept saying I want to stand up I want to stand up um, I don't know where that's come from but um, as I was reading this it just made sense like we want to stand up don't we like we want to stand up out of the mess and so this is the one that stood out for me the most and it's like the longest one so just bear with me and try and focus I know how hard it is to listen when someone's just monotonal and it's really long so bear with me it's Joshua 7 10 to 26 Um, so, as a bit of a sort of backstory, um, if you already don't know, Joshua, um, basically leading Israel, he's just Israel has just lost a battle, um, and he's basically coming to God. He's put on sackcloth. He's done all the kind of part where he's like distressed and he's on his knees and he's freaking out at God and saying, "Why have we failed? What, what have we done?" And then the Lord says to him, stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the devoted things and they have stolen and they have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. And that is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Go and consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There are devoted things among you, among you um, Israel. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. Then Joshua said to Achan, Achan, what would you say? Then? Is that not been followed? Has Jason been doing a really bad job? <laughs> no. Is he, is he, no. <laughs> you cannot stand against your enemies until you Then Joshua said to, what's his name? Why can't I see it? Um, no, I don't think so. You cannot stand against them. Your enemies, sorry, you can't stand against your enemies until you remove them. Then Joshua said to this dude, my son. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, it says NIV and I've got NIV. So anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a dude named, I'm going to say Achan, Achan. Hey, Chan? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Let's call him Chan. Um, but you can't really do that because a Chan has a meaning. The word actually has a meaning. So we'll get to that. The meaning is... Uh, I've forgotten it. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. You'll have to do your own research. Um, okay, 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 okay. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the God, the God of Israel. Honor him and tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Oh, uh, did I jump? I jumped. Oh, uh, my bad. 
Is it there then? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, how do you say that? I can't. Oh, okay. All right. That doesn't help. Thanks. <laughs> um, where are we again? 19. You cannot, st- you cannot stand against your enemies until you... No. Yeah, there we go. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And then Achan, Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I've done. When I saw the plunder... So in the plunder, and the plunder is um, plunder of Babylon, I think. Um, maybe not. Yeah, it is. Cool, thanks. Um, a beautiful robe. Yeah, it is. It says it right there. A beautiful robe from Babylonia. 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers. And they ran to the tent, and there it was, hidden in his tent, with the silver underneath. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites, and spread them out before the Lord. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, took Achan, son of Zerah, the the silver, the robe, the gold bar, his sons and his daughters, his cattle, his donkeys, sheep, his tent, and all that he had, to the valley of Achor. Uh, Joshua said why have you brought this trouble on us the Lord will bring trouble on you today and then all of Israel stoned him and after they had stoned the rest they burned them and over Achan they heaped a large pile of rocks which remains to this day Then then the Lord turned from his anger from his fierce anger therefore that place has been called the valley of Achor since ever since um, oh the word is trouble it means trouble there you go so I think actual yeah actual means basically like place of trouble right? um, so the way I'm reading this and the way that I, I feel this relates to us now is that this is almost the same way that we should deal with sin obviously not sinful people because we're not all going to go and stone Jason for doing the projector one. But we are all guilty of sin. Each one of us would be the one that would be getting, getting stoned. And um, not in a fun way. Um, we're all guilty of sin and it needs to be completely destroyed and eradicated and killed and, and destroyed because it disables us from a fight, right? They lost, Israel lost a battle and they lost men, they lost lives. Um, They lost ground because of sin. And it could be that we are doing, we're experiencing the same thing. We're losing battles or we're not having, seeing the same victory we could be seeing. same now the reason that we don't have that punishment of death is because Jesus has already taken our place in that right yeah yeah totally so 
we all deserve to be killed, right? We all deserve death. But he's taken that upon himself. He's taken the punishment. And I, th- I feel like to a lot of people, not necessarily people in this church, but a lot of people who call themselves Christians, they see that as an opportunity to then just do whatever the heck they want and live the life that they want because they're like, Jesus has taken the punishment so I can do what I want. He even says it in the Bible, doesn't it? But there is this little kind of prerequisite like that you were just saying is that like it needs to be, what did you say it needs to be it's hidden so in this story I don't know if you're going to be able to find it in this story it's it's because Achan confessed and brought his sin forward brought his crime forward and brought it into the light in front of all the Israelites, in front of God. It's because of that that the sin was dealt with. And that's what led to the cleansing of Israel and the eventual victory, right? They literally started winning straight after that. So in the same kind of sense, we've got a responsibility to bring out the sins in us and put them before God to confess right I feel like we don't really have this conversation that much I rarely have conversations with people where they tell me that they've done something wrong right it's just not really a common place it's not a common thing in in conversations it's a hard thing to do Um, but it needs to happen it desperately needs to happen um Because we're like, there could be victories that we're missing out on. There could be so much more for us that we're missing out on because there are sins that we're not, maybe not even aware of or sins that we're so afraid to bring forward and bring into the light because of judgment and, and fear. We're so afraid of that. So we just hide it deeper and deeper and deeper. And there are little tunnels and, and hidden places in our hearts and in our souls that we won't allow God into because of that fear and that and it means that we're we're losing you know we're, we're you know or could be I don't want to assume things about you guys we could be losing because of it um, and another thing is this is something I feel like we're all kind of quite aware of but earlier in Joshua the, the chapter before um, this little story um, It says in Joshua 6.18, you got it? Keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. Um, So like, when, a lot of you will already have heard my testimony, right? Um, so I'm just going to kind of try and boil it down as small as I possibly can. Um, it's basically all just condensed condenses into one moment in my life where it was at the end of my second year at uni. 
um, and I'd been taking drugs and drinking a lot and sleeping around. And when I got home, um, I'd just been at like a, this crazy drug-fueled rave. And after I'd failed, that was after I'd failed my second year as well. So I'd been failing, failing uni. Um, my mum found a little baggie with cocaine in it from the rave. I've just, I've just realised the girls are still in the room. So, um, my mum confronted me and she basically gave me the opportunity to um, confess, just like, you know, this guy did, just like Joshua did, tell us what you did. Um, and I confessed everything, told my mum everything, um, through a lot of tears. And my mum just forgave me, just out of nowhere. I was not expecting it, just forgave me. Just released me from my guilt, released me from my shame, from the burden. Um, and for me, having heard the gospel for my entire life, it was that moment where I suddenly understood what the gospel meant. And it changed me completely. Um, but after that, <laughs> that happened and it was a life-changing moment, but I still had that responsibility. I had to make the choice to stop living a sinful life. Just because I'd chosen Jesus in that moment didn't mean that that was me, it, that's done for the rest of my life. I still had to stop living a sinful life and choose to take on this role. I've just been given this job of righteousness. I need to take on this role and actually act it out and live it out. Um, Jason, are we doing communion? We actually are. We've got all the stuff. Cool. So we're going to do communion and... Um, I just feel like we really as we remind ourselves of what Jesus has done for us um, we just I'd, I think it would be really important for us to really reflect on what's going on in our hearts and take this incredibly seriously um, there could be things going on in your heart that are holding you back from something beautiful and a, a life that is what Jesus intended. Um, so let's not hide anything from him. There are things deep down, probably in all of our hearts, I'd imagine, that definitely isn't mine. Um, but he has this incredible power to just completely cleanse us of it. And he will if you if you confess. Yeah. Um, how are we going to do it? Let's pray while Jason's getting set up. Um, Lord. We, we want to glorify you with our lives. We want to raise you above everything in our lives. We want to make your name great. 
in our lives and in the people's lives around us. We want to make your name great in Lempster, in Hereford, in Herefordshire, in England. We want to we want everyone to know you. And we know that we are pretty weak people as humans. We can't do this without you and we want to do it with you because we love you. We know that there are things that are holding us back. We know that there are things that are in our hearts and in our spirits that we just, we just can't seem to let go of. Sin has been around in our hearts for years and years and years. Sin that we can't seem to just let go of. Habits and um, addictions that we can't seem to let go of. Lord, we just ask that you reach deep into our hearts and just show us what you can deal with today show us what you want to deal with in our hearts today show us what you want to cleanse from our bodies today reveal to us if there is any sin that we need to deal with that we don't that we're not aware of anything that we've been hiding from you, anything that we've been holding on to for this long, we just, we just want to hand it over to you, Lord. We want to give it to you because we can't deal with it. We can't make ourselves clean. And you are the ultimate, the ultimate saviour. Amen.
everything you said, right? The, the last bit of it that he's got. That's been able to leave the record. Mm. Not finding things, not, not able to see it. That's easy. We want to lose things we know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's saying, I give you that, and I'm not going to take it back immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to if you're going to admit, I don't know, or whatever, the future. So it has to give you. It's not an easy thing. But that's really, that's really important for most people. They really. think of a thousand things that are wrong with their life. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even after this week, as we close down after this, having done it, so now you've given it. It is given. There's no need to grab it back. You know, I can't say that's that. really good. That's really good. Thanks, man.
Yeah, Lord, we, we want to be free. We want to run free. And we want to charge along with each other, like just together as a church, as brothers and sisters. We want to charge into battle confident that we are well-equipped, well-armoured, and armed with the, the the spirit, Lord, we want to fight in this battle and we want to win. We know that you've got the victory of the war, but we, we know that there are battles to be won. We just want to be good soldiers. We want to be clean. We want to be pure. We want to be focused and to be strong and be able to stand firm Lord and we just ask that you get rid of anything in our hearts and in mine and Reuben's hearts that might be holding us back from becoming a great soldier anything that might be distracting us anything that might be um, that we might be holding higher than in importance than that um, we just ask that you bring it down bring down the walls and fill our minds with your spirit fill our attention fill our every moment with something from you something that that reminds us of you something that um, sharpens us and gives us more faith and gives us more hope and yeah we just we just want to be more like Jesus we want to be the, we want to be like the ultimate warrior and yeah we just ask that you'd also be that you'd unify us all in this church that we would be able to move as one as the soldiers move, as the romans moved as one in a unit we just pray that you'd make us united and be the you the thing that unites us so that we can move as one in jesus name amen
I've missed out, not intentionally, I've missed out one of the most important parts of this whole thing, this whole armour thing. Like the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, they worked together as a unit and they were always together. They would train together and they had these shields that would lock together. Um, would you be able to? Cheers, everybody. The square shields and they would lock together and they would create this literally impenetrable barrier but the only way that it was penetrable was if they were all side by side all the people at the front holding it forward all the people on the side holding it to the side and all the people on in the middle holding it up right it's important that we are close it's important that, that the spirit unifies us and that we allow it to unify us because the moment there's a gap in that armor, there's, the moment there's a gap in that thing, I can't remember what they call it, like a turtle or something. A, yeah, but what's the what's it called when they do that? Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> the moment there's a gap, that's when people are going to start to get hit, right, by these fiery arrows. They're going to start to go back to the old ways. They're going to go, you know. Um, I do it all the time and I desperately need you guys. We all desperately need each other. We need at least one or two people that we can come to and speak about all of our sin. We each need people that we're accountable to, that we can speak about all these things and that will challenge us on those things. Um, because we're, we're supposed to be doing it together. Like The point is that we are one body, we are one unit. We're supposed to be doing it together. And that's, I believe, is the only way it's going to work. It's the only way we're going to see victory as a, as a church, especially in, Her in Lempster. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Mark, for adding that on. That's awesome. Cool. Ken?
and then we've got Christmas Day. Would anybody, could you share your thoughts as to whether we should meet, could meet, want to meet, if you're available? Yeah, just uh, Christmas Day is Sunday, of course. Um, so it would be nice if a few people might be up to meet you on Sunday. Uh, just a few coffee. You know, it's a lovely time for some people. Uh, even some people in this room. I'm a little while ago. So uh, if you would be available, and we're interested in just seeing a few coffees, maybe some uh, mixed pies and more wine. Uh, just a place for other people to be invited to. Um, if you can let me know, that would be great. Thank you. Any other information that we'll put on the WhatsApp? Those that aren't on the WhatsApp, would like to go on the WhatsApp, you can see the young man at the back of the senior area. Okay, well, anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you all for being here, and thank you, Bob, for being with us. Have a brilliant week. Stay safe, stay well. And uh, I'll say, take the opportunity to maybe push fellowship on Wednesday evening or any time you like. Um, again, thank you very much. I can't spend too much time. No, no, I've got no, so much to do. Ken's, Ken's helping me move chairs up to Katrina's, who isn't here. No, she isn't here. But uh, from my flat up, just literally up to um, almost just near the Baron's Cross. And then. And now she'll be free after that. Oh, there she is. Um, and now she'll be free after that. Yeah. But I can't spend too long because I've got no, so no. much to Yeah, I know. And when we're going to be available in the morning. Yeah, yeah, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I've got to be in Ron yeah, at so. half three. Um, but, yeah, we can be here as I'm going to try and get as much done today as possible. But I've got a friggin', I've still got a sofa and I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. <laughs>
Can I just grab you? Yeah. Not grab you. <laughs> what? Cheers, mate. You okay? Yeah, you? Yeah. I'm cold. Yeah, I bet. I don't know why you're not wearing your jacket. I know. It's quite, it's quite bulky. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hmm? I'm alright. Yeah. It was a lot easier today than usual. I don't like doing that at all. I just don't like talking in front of people. Hmm? Really? Oh well. Wow. Oh flip. Well, I'd love to just It's really good for like I end up learning a crap ton more when I need to do a breach because it's like way more intense, you need to really understand it. Yeah. No, you can never study God, God's word too much. I have an idea of just basically treating it like a, uh, any subject. Yeah, yeah. And really getting into getting it. Yeah. it. You, you would absolutely love. Um, actually, I don't know if you like podcasts. Do you like podcasts? So there's a thing called the Bible Project. Okay. You heard it? It's like the top, it's like probably the best, it's like the best resource I've ever, yeah, it's a charity, it's like a charity, um, so they've got, you've seen the website, yeah, but it's not, you, you would want more than this, so they go into really basic detail with like these videos, yeah, I want really, so, yeah, and it, this is literally exhaustive. It's not just comprehensive, it's completely exhaustive. Uh, so on, on, on their thing, every single video they make, they make like a, uh, hang on, like a really long, some of them are like four hours long. It's not telling me how long they're. Let's go all the way down. I played it, I think. So an hour, usually they're longer. And they have, for every single video that they make, they will have done like hours and hours of research and hours, hours and hours of just discussion. And then they take sound bites from the podcast and make it into the video. It's really cool. Yeah, I've gotten to the point now where it's great and I'm retaining it, but I need to 
up more because I've got to move back as many as I can as well. So I just need to step it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah, get on it, do it. Brandon. Sounds great. You're going to end up teaching us. I would love to do So when you you ask the question, can it go too far? I think that you can't. I don't think you can go too far into studying God's word. But there's like there's like a, there's a seesaw there as well. So like there are people who get so obsessed with theology and, and like being right about theology as well, because there are things that aren't like people aren't sure about in the Bible. So that can go that way. And then the other end of that is. Yeah. Are you actually like? Are you loving people? Are you serving people? Are you? Yeah. It's a really, really difficult yeah. yeah. But I know that if I don't step it up, the practicality is going to go down. Yeah. This. The more this goes up, the more this can go up as well. But it, you, that has to. Yeah. That won't just do it automatically. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Like a flying seesaw. Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen those? Oh, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's like one of those things where you kind of no, but you have like a stick. You have a stick, and then there are pegs coming out the wall, and you have to like. Yeah. Ninja warrior. I'm, I'm just imagining that, yeah, yeah. So one, yeah, you you gotta have both at the same time, not yeah. Yeah, boy. Okay, no rush. See Mark, good to see you. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, cheers. Up until today, really, not very good, but. Haha, no way. Incredible. Yeah, it is actually. It's hard to be leaving the house. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. There's so much more I wanted to go into yeah, with the breach as well that is a lot more based around like actually how does it look like to fight for people and fight for one another. But I just don't really know much about any of that. Oh, you did very nice. That's really good. It's all in the Bible, so like it's all yeah. there. But like I, I just don't. I've never really known how to like actually practice it. Like how do I intercede and how do I pray on behalf of someone and for someone? Do you know what I mean? I, I can come yeah. up with some words, but it's like. I don't know. I just feel like there's something, there's a way, there's a, there's something in the Bible, and I don't know where it is, I swear. I think you were really skilled oh. into Cedar. You prayed for me once, and it was really fantastic. Oh. But I, 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 I'm not very good. I'd like to have some training on mm. intercessory yeah. prayer. Yeah. I'm sure you can make yourself a bit better, can't you? I, I, I find I'm gabbling, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And yeah. I say, God, you know, give me something that I can pray for, and yeah. it doesn't happen. Yeah. I yeah. lose my confidence then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, if, 
like I want to look like that in a spiritual sense, but like and they don't they don't fumble around when they're fighting. They're not no, like oh, I, no. how do I use this sword again? <laughs> God, yeah. show me how to use this sword again, please. <laughs> so they don't do that, and I don't want to be in a position where I, I you know, when I constantly am. I want to be. I want to know exactly. I want to be really skilled when it comes to fighting for someone and fight like fighting for people like Mark and what yeah. he's going through. You know, yeah. I want to be effective. You end up getting cross. Yeah. Getting critical. Yeah, and, yeah. And all those sort of things. Yeah. It's because you're doing this sort of like Job's friends, and that's such all my a days. trap. Yeah. Try and hard Yeah, absolutely. And you say the wrong things and. Yeah, and then you don't realise you've said it until after, you're like, oh no, why did I say that? <laughs> oh, I've done that so many times. We're all human. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the training, training process is a long, is a long one, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've got a nice training, actually, because yeah. I'm really weak on it, actually. Yeah. I'm really weak on prayer. Mm. I like to Me too, better. me too. Yeah. I'm going to ask Jason if we've got anything that we can use. Because like Hereford CLC have got like, there's so many resources there from like other churches and like Christian organisations that we just rarely ever use. Maybe we could have a CLC prayer day. But what, what they often do is they, they give you a little bit of a talk and they say, off you go, yeah. turn next to the person next to you and start praying for them. And yeah. I really hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. yeah, me too. My instinct yeah. is to go to the loo yeah. so yeah. that I'm not there. Hide as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. But then it, it's like, then what if those people were ref, are reflecting on themselves and what if they're saying, yeah, I'm just making up a bunch of crap and I actually don't mean it. I'm just saying it because it's, I, it needs yeah, to be said. You know, they might be thinking that, but we're actually looking at them, you know. Because the best prayers are when somebody prays for you who doesn't know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you know yeah. God's in it, yeah. don't you? Yeah. yeah, especially if they don't get any like little inkling of what's going on with your, yeah, yeah. and they yeah. just speak it and you're like, whoa, okay. No, nope, nope. Well done, anyway. Well done. Thank you so much. That's really fun. <laughs> oh, Jason's gonna love you, man. <laughs> we we need to buy a new box. Is our the box is falling apart? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely right. Nobody's coming to my cafe. I'm trying to steal it, I promise. <laughs> you right? Yeah, yeah, it was very um very um what should we say? Down to the bone. Mm. Mm. Really, um, yeah. yeah, people can be. Um, it can be one of those really sensitive ones, but I felt, I really felt strongly like I had no, what's the word? I didn't feel awkward about saying it. No. I didn't feel bad about, no. you know, no, talking about. Thank you. Oh, cheers. <coughs> I mean, you were speaking from the heart, a whole lot from the yeah. spirit. Yeah. I really felt you know, God wanted you, to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I've always, I think if I was, if someone just came along and said to me, can you just speak on this? I'd be like, oh, flip, well, I am, yeah. I'm not qualified, no. Yeah, no, but that's, that's why you are. Yeah. Because you're, you're coming fresh, you're coming, you know, you don't know, you know, you know, like, um, after the, you know, the batches and the spirit in the upper room, mm. they, um, you know, when, um, I think Peter 